What's up team goers? Happy Monday, October 4th. We're at it again. Um, I hope everybody had a good weekend. A lot of things went on this weekend. I, I know everybody probably had a good time. Um, peace, prosperity, spending time with family, things like that. Um, so things I want to touch on, I, I heard or I thought of this nice quote. You guys tell me if it work or not. Um, you can't take your shot if you're steady playing defense. Um, what that mean is a lot of people want the opportunity to do things and, and, and get to whatever they want in life and chances make champions. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Um, so in order to get there, you gotta, you, you gotta stop playing defense. You gotta play a little offense. You gotta take the risk to, um, to, to, to multiply. A lot of that comes with people try to make it easier by doing it with partnership and groups. Like me and my wife, we're trying to calculate finances. We're doing Instacart together. We're partnering up to get the money and multiply. So, so. So defense protects the game. It, it, it protects you from being scored on anything like that. But offense, we all know, wins the games. You got to get the points. So anytime you're not taking risks, you should take that offensively. Like you need to take risks. You need to find a way to multiply. You need to find people to partner with the the, the team to build a team to get to the level that you need to get to. Yeah, so partnership is definitely key in helping out, making the goals easier. Um, but nonetheless, like I said, you, you want to take risks. You want to take your shot to achieve what you're going to achieve. But I said it to say, let's get into, you know, the meaning is Team Go, Generation Ownership. This is the motivation podcast for you guys. Um, hopefully, I'm keeping you motivated every Monday that you listen to it. Um uh, some stuff that I want to touch on, um, the Instacart thing that I just briefly stated, me and my wife been trying Instacart. Um, I posted a video on how that's been going on, um, my Instagram page, TG ownership. Um, yeah, man, it, it, stuff like that is a way to like a little side hustle to stack some money on the side, things like that to put towards, um, investments while you're doing your daily nine to fives. Um, that is something that's very beneficial. Um, like we spent two hours. No, let's see. We started at like nine o'clock. We finished by noon, and we made. I want to say it was like thirty-two dollars. So that's three hours. You're making about ten dollars an hour. Um, that's why I said it's a it's, it's a good side hustle. It should not be your main source of income. Um, you should have a main source of income that's paying for your bills first and foremost. Um, that's part of that emergency plan. And then you got the side hustles to pay for your extracurriculars, your fun, your clothes, your um, like treats. If you want to reward yourself, things like that. That's what you want to look at as your side hustles and put it to investments. Um, if you're saving up some saving up for trips, side hustles are for those extracurriculars. Your nine to five is purely for paying your bills only. Um, that is the way it's, it's designed. That's the way it should be looked at. If you do not have a nine to five that's covering all of your expenses, 
Um, and that's the house, the car, you know, the main things. And you need to get you a nine to five that's going to do that. And then have your side hustles be everything else. Now, um, side hustles can take the place of your income, but usually you got a, a, a good year of doing it. Like people like to see consistency. So if you're not showing consistency in what you're doing, uh, it's going to take some time to get that to kick off. Um, what else, guys? What else I want to touch on? Oh, so, um, yeah, that that is a good side hustle. Another thing that we did uh, was open up, my wife opened up her um, boutique. She Fearless Boutique. Definitely, um, definitely something that I, I'm looking or I'm interested in exploring and, and watching how my wife's business grow. Um, it's something that she wants to do something I think that will be beneficial for her because I know she likes shopping. She likes a certain look. And I know a lot of times we go in these regular everyday stores, it's, it's hard for her to find that look because she has a specific look. So I think I'm interested to see how she's going to put this store together um, and just see the growth. The growth in it is not going to be a moneymaker off that. We know that. But as time goes on, I'm going to share the journey of that and how we're doing. Probably not in detail as far as dollar amounts and things like that of what we're making off of it but letting you know like the, the grind and how to get there um and then how it, it can be potentially a good thing for you i know most people know one or two people that's doing their own boutiques and things like that um and it may help out another thing you want to look at it too um touching on that point with knowing more people that do everything do not be afraid to get money. If someone else is getting money the same exact way and you're their competition, that's good. Because you're gonna fuel each other and, and the goal is to help one another because what most people fail to realize is there's millions and millions of people on this earth. Now, look at it like this. If you have a $25 product, you sell, what is it? Uh, Let's say you sell 12 products a day, all right? So that'll put you at a price range of $300 a day. With $300 a day, 365 days in a year, you're making six figures. And that's selling a product. So don't of $25 value, and that's 12 sales a day, only 12. And you gotta think there's millions of people in the world. So don't be afraid to start something that's going to help you get money. And just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean anything. You got to look at the goal, your financial goals, like we just talked about last week, when you want to say, okay, this is how much I want to bring in a month. This is what I want to live on. And then just look at the opportunity. Break things down to smaller numbers. The more you break things down, you realize it's achievable. A lot of these goals feel like they're not achievable because we be having so high goals. But we don't set the little steps in between or little mini goals in between to reach the main goal. Like, yeah, your main goal may be to make a million dollars. But you still got to get your step to get to your first 10. After you get your first 10, you get your first 100. After you get your first 100, you get the quarter. And after the quarter to have the three quarters, it, 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 it's a process. But you got to label the steps to get up there. Um, that's something definitely I want to touch on. Uh, or I wanted to speak on because I know it's something that bothers me. So I... My goal is to make sure I'm, I'm speaking on things that may bother me, that may help somebody else as well. So, team go, motive, um, team go, 
Team Generation Ownership Motivation Podcast is, is doing that purpose. Um, what's another thing we did? Surveys. You know, a lot of people talk about surveys. That's slow money. Um, but once once again, it's society. You can do it anywhere you're at. As long as you got Wi-Fi, you're going to make money. As long as you can sell a product for $25 on Amazon Seller or, or anything like that, you have Wi-Fi, you're going to make money. You got Uber and DoorDash, you're going to make money. The goal is not to make money. The goal is to figure out what we're going to do after we get the money. So just throwing that out there. Um, and make sure we, we, we establish the steps and the things we're trying to accomplish as a unit. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Like I said, just take your shot. Risk take. Step out there on faith. It's going to get you where you got to go. The easiest way to become someone employee because you, you, you've been told what to do. You've been told when to show up to work, how to do the work, when the work should be done, how well the work should be done. It's easy to get the blueprint and follow it. So if that's your way of doing it, I commend you. Um, but we're going to talk to entrepreneurs as well because I know they, they, they struggle the hardest because that is a tough lifestyle. I'm trying it out myself. Um, so a lot of my stuff is I want to make sure I touch on both sides of it. Uh, is it anything wrong with being an employee? Never. I love being an employee. Honestly, what I go back to it, if if I didn't have such high dreams for myself, I would. Um, one thing they don't teach you about when being an employee is how to establish your life outside of being an employee. Um, this is important. Some companies are getting into it, which I'm loving um, seeing it because I was part of a company that did it. Setting yourself up outside of, of, of the company, but when you was there, they want you to put your 150%, which that is more than um, more than uh, that anybody can kind of ask for. But I'm giving you everything outside of it to make you happy. Come in, give me my 150% on the things that I need done. So, um, shout out to all the companies that are looking out for the employees and actually caring about. The, the people who's on the front line not just the ones in the back office you know um, so we touched on let's touch on some more side hustles um, and anytime just shoot me a message or get on my Instagram page or anything like that and let me know some other side hustles to try I would I definitely be willing to try more side hustles to get out there and get some experience for myself um, I love new experiences I love being being on the go just, just doing different things just learning just being around different people so any side hustle that's out there please shoot me a message on like i said my instagram page tg ownership um you can get to my personal instagram page and underscore d25 um we're doing a lot of motivational things on there as well or you can hit me up on tiktok at underscore d25 um but while i'm out there uh my wife's boutique, She Fearless Boutique, um, on Instagram, the She Fearless Boutique website, www.shefearlessboutique.com, um, as well as the She Fearless Boutique uh, Facebook page. should touch on definitely financial literacy um check out my workshop i got coming up on the 11th um next monday 
Um, I'm going to drop this podcast. We're going to do a workshop. Um, it's on Sign Up Genius. I got a Zoom link on my Instagram page that I just put on here as well. So we're going to be touching on it. It's called the Cash Convo. Uh, just give a little quick overview. Um, you guys are getting like a, an early bird special. Um, one of the topics we're going to discuss is price versus value. So like... You know how Jay-Z stated in the love all um, that he did on the feature with Drake off the new album. Um, what's the new album called? Certified Lover Boy. Yeah, so off that Certified Lover Boy, love all song featuring Jay-Z, he quoted, he said, everybody wants something. They want to know the price of everything but the value of nothing. Basically in there, he's stating how most of us know something only costs 100 200 dollars 300 but most of us don't realize that the manufacturing may cost like something minuscule maybe 10 bucks and we put a lot of money into it and we're shouting out the prices that we're paying for it but it, it kind of in the black community it makes us look crazy as we shout out a price that we really don't have to pay Yeah, so we definitely want to touch bases on um, price versus value. That's one of the things that I want to make sure people understand. Um, when you're looking at items, so like me and my wife, we do a lot of shopping. Uh, I, I shouldn't say a lot, but you get what, I, what I'm saying. Um, so when you go out shopping, many times we'll see a, a, a piece of fabric that we like, um, a nice shirt, pants, shorts, shoes, whatever it is. Um a lot of times we judge if we want to buy that item by um, a few different factors. One, how much wear am I going to get out of this item? Um, am I going to wear it just once? I'm going to wear it several times. I'm going to keep it for a couple years. Um, things like that. Okay, boom. Is it just for just a season? Then you want to look at, okay, Quality-wise, how long is this item going to last? If I'm going to pay $60 for a shirt, to me, $60 for a shirt, that shirt needs to last me for 10 years. I don't want no fading in the color. I don't, I don't want the, 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 the most cases, you'll see the letter, letters peel, peeling off the shirts and things like that. I don't want none of that. Now, that is something that I take into factor. Where am I getting it from that I'm going to make sure I get the quality that that doesn't happen if I'm paying $60? Um... A lot of the high fashion stores, as I was a kid, the way I was raised, um, the cheaper stores is good for things you want to rebuy. So if I go to Walmart or anything like that, I know for the price that I'm paying for those shirts, yes, the um, letters might fade off of or anything like that, but those shirts are intentionally made for a cheaper price for me to rebuy. So if I want to constantly have switch up my things, I'm going to buy the cheaper um, product. Now, if I want quality products, things I don't want to have to constantly rebuy, I'm going to put a few extra dollars with it and buy um, the more expensive item. Um, <clears throat> so it's judging the value of that. What value do that, does that have to you? Um, another method is a factor. Okay, if I sit, let's say a week. Uh, most times I, I may wait a couple weeks or something like that. I see it when I first initially wanted, like, ooh, and if I want it two, three weeks later when I see it again, ooh, I still have that want for it, or even during the time I'm still thinking about it, then it becomes a factor of me wanting that, and it becomes a value of to me, and it increases the value because I still want it, and it's not wasn't just a, 
a urge that I just had for momentarily. Um, <clears throat> so that is a, a factor that goes into uh, price versus value. You want to look at um, also just just noticing like if it, material, like I said before, if you know material costs five to ten dollars as far as manufacturing, as far as employee costs and things like that, and they're charging you ninety dollars for this shirt. I mean, I know they're including distribution and things in there like that, but you're paying for the name. At the end of the day, like, come on, today's price is not tomorrow's price. We all know that. So the more people bring quality, the more people get up there in age, the more people sit there and try to come up with different things in their and their name and their notoriety is increasing. They're going to they're going to add a, a higher sticker price. So is the name that valuable to me? Do I have to have Gucci on my shirt? Do I have to have, um, let's say, Louis Vuitton or Prada on my shirt? Do I want these people on my shirt? Um, and I, I'm paying for the name. So if these people, like, no, don't get me wrong, they're, they're all great companies. They're all great individuals who started it. But do I value you that much to put you on? A shirt that I'm paying um, five, six, seven times the value for. That's what we got to look at it. Because if I'm looking at most things like me, I'd rather have put my kid's name on a shirt. Like I create my own shirts most times. And a lot of, ta- a lot of that comes for the simple fact that if I'm going to pay you 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 dollars, I should be giving myself that, that same uh, accreditation. Uh, that that same respect to put names I want on there, looks I want on there, things that I value on there. So you want to look at, like I said, price versus value. I, I know that was a stretch outside, but <clears throat> the point is, what's on that shirt? Do you value it that much? Most times we have different symbolism, things that we don't know what most things mean. If they're bringing up things from ancient times that we didn't understand. Or I know most people talk about the Korean tattoos and things like that. So if you if you understand like the language and you know what it means and stands for and you truly believe that, that's something you put value in. So I can understand you spending a little bit more for that value because it's something that, like I said, you kind of see the potential gain in it uh, for yourself. But if it's nothing that you don't value, you got to look at look at what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Um Especially when you're looking at uh, like providing a legacy for your children, do you really want them growing up putting money into things that they don't value? Um, <clears throat> especially with all the things that's out there. So it is, especially in today's society, you can tell like how people are buying things. We're getting a little more selective in the things that we do. So you want to look at price versus value. We always looked at price. Nowadays. We in an age of information. If you want to find it cheaper, you can. You want to find it more expensive, you can. You want to judge it based off the value it has to you as well. That's another factor that we put in there. Um, dollar amount, judging that. That's another thing we put in there. Also, not paying nothing at full price. Because let's be honest, if you're a customer, guess what? If I'm your customer, I'm never paying you at full price. Ever. Why? Come on, let's think about it. If you want me to be your customer, you want me to be your loyal <clears throat> person that's going to consistently buy from you, I should get a reward from consistently buying from you. 
So I should never pay full price for anything. Why? Because I'm your loyal customer. Loyalty comes with discounts. Why do you think you get a store card and they say, oh, yeah, for having a Macy's holder is 10 percent off purchases. Your loyalty got your rewards. You should never pay for a price. So you're judging the value versus the price. Like I'm, I'm, I should get a discount for the price. Also, I should be looking at what I value. Um, so that's a couple things I want to touch on in the podcast, too. Um, what else we want to get into? Like I'm feeling good today. Um, I hope everybody looked at their financial goals. Remember budget. Remember, you're setting the goals for what you expect your life um, expectancy to be. So if you expect to live like me, I expect to live. Uh, I say about 60. Some people say I'm crazy. I, th- I don't think I'm making it past 60. If I do, it's a blessing. I mean, if I make it to 60, it's a blessing. But definitely if I make it past 60, I think it's a blessing. I don't think I'm making it past that. But I say that to say I'm not spending most of my life working. So even now with me starting my own businesses is to put every dollar that I made from my good decisions or investments thus far back into myself and then reapply all of that to keep going to reapply like so my kids can kind of like understand what they're doing when it comes to money like it's not about buying things like my mother growing up was the person that bought things like we I, and I don't like to put my mom out there because I love her to death. Um, <clears throat> it's nothing that she did wrong. It was just something that, like I said, it, it wasn't taught. So it's like she hit me at a young age, so I was learning with her. Um, as she was learning about finances, I was learning about finances. Why? Because she hit me at a young age where, as she was growing, I was able to see everything she went through thus far. And she'll tell you now to this day that she felt like that was contributed to how I am today, and it does contribute. Um, if you don't, if your kid's not going to grow with you while you're growing again to these levels, it's your job to educate them on that. So I'm saying that to say, what most people don't do, what my mom did was she looked at if a bill costs, and most people look at it like, I, I mean, she's not the only one to hurt a few people. Um, if a bill is, let's say $200 when I was a kid, no, that bill's probably wasn't that high. Let's shoot for $100. Let's say a consumer bill was $100 back then. If my mother only had $60 to pay that bill, she would take that $60 and have us go have some fun or, or go get a treat or something like that because she don't have the full bill money for it. And I know a lot of people with that same mentality, <clears throat> they'd rather wait to the next pay period when they have the full amount, no matter the fees or not, and put that money towards that. I was always against that, even when I didn't. Um, when I first started out, like eighteen, nineteen, paying phone bills and consumer bills and things like that, um, I I didn't look at it that as such because every little bit counts in my mind. So even if, like most times, consumers, when I was back then, if I paid half on consumers, I used to get scot free away. Um, when it came to penalties and or fees and things like that for the simple fact that or even shut off notices if i put something on it because i know the shut off notice was coming i even have they give me a few extra weeks for me to get the other half so it's like you you showing some kind of accountability for i know this bill is due 
Like people pay attention to that. They pay attention to loyalty. They pay attention to the the effort and and the work that you're putting into things. Um, And you should put that work into, like I said, things of value. So if you don't value something, don't buy it. Save that money for something you do value. So like me, I was a great saver. In my home, we just had this conversation um, for a couple weeks back. A friend, me and a friend of mine, we were just talking about how he was the person. He, we always got money. We got money together. He used to blow his money, and I used to save my money. And then when he used to blow his money, he used to come to me who the person who saved his money. But if I know now, back then, I would have never saved, just saved it. I had thousands of dollars just put up. And I'm talking at like 20 years old. Like we was making in a weekend. We was doing ballet. We was doing a couple of other things that I ain't going to mention everything. But um, we was probably making in one day three, four, five hundred in one day. And that was at like 18, 19. So imagine then just blowing it all. <clears throat> Go to class Monday through Thursday. Hustle from Thursday night to all the way to Monday morning. Like, bring that money home. Like, just blow it. And it's crazy now when you think how much money we done blew through. Um, if we were taught at an early age on how to do things like that, as far as investments and things like that, I would probably be retired by now. I'm 29 years old. I would probably be retired right now. Just based off the rule of 72, that's one of the um, things you're going to learn um, when we discuss in finance and things like that. Albert Einstein, one of the greatest... I guess geniuses, um, according to history, um, <clears throat> create the rule of 72. The basis of that is every, I think I would put it like every 72 years or something like that, your money doubles. So based off the algorithm, whatever money you're putting into these investments, they're, they're supposed to double based off that sequence, that 72 year sequence. So you break that down into nine, so say every nine years or so. Um, so 72 divided by nine, of course, is what eight? No, seven. No, I don't know. 45, 64, 63. Yeah, no, that's eight because nine times nine is 81. I'm tripping. I'm sorry, long day. I just help my kid and everything, but <clears throat> so. You break that down into nine. I was like, every eight years you should get, you know. So when your money is supposed to double, the more money you put into it, the more it doubles. We don't realize that because we were never taught that. So we were never taught, hey, if I had these thousands of dollars, like I told you, stacked up, just sitting somewhere, it's not holding value just sitting somewhere. It needs to go into something that is going to double in, and it's not going to double in the shoebox that I kept it in. It's never going to double in and under the mattress. Your money only doubles when it's put into play. Money is only valuable when it's put into play. So we can back into that value. Everything has a value. Everything has a price. But that price and the value is not always equal to each other. So whatever you value gives you the ability to set your price. Whatever other people value give you the ability to set their price. So that even goes to products and services when you're an entrepreneur. If, if other people value marijuana 
guess what? You can, whatever price they want to put on it. Hey, yeah, I probably, this was so good, I put $50 on it. Oh, cool, here, it's $50. You setting your price, so if it's something you value, man, that's great. You know what? I love marijuana. How much would you pay for it? Well, I'm never going over 25. Guess what? No one's going to charge me over the value over 25 because that's not what I value it for. So you want to look at the value of the product that you're receiving and the products that you're, of course, providing for others. Um, but we have to learn that. And that's how we're going to teach our further our future generations is, is about price versus value. Um, so that's all I want to touch on. Um, this episode we definitely gonna get more into um the financial rules so the rule of 72 they got a 60 40 rule um what was it it was like a, a i don't remember the other one it's, it's a few other ones it's, it's, it's a couple out there that i've seen it's a couple that i want um that i've tried myself and ones i'm going to um implement that works for me so it's all about your discipline not all methods works for every person uh, you kind of got to mix and match. It's like clothes. You don't wear all Nike uh, tracksuits all the time. Usually you might have Levi jeans with a Nike shirt with some uh, Air Maxes or some Jordans. You know, we mix and match what, what, what we like that works for us. So same thing with the with finances. So we're going to find what mix and match works for you guys. Um, I'm going to keep putting out information. Each episode should have something or will have something different that may work for the, the masses. Um, like I said, those... Um, <clears throat> Social media handles, TG Ownership, Instagram, um, Ant underscore D25, Instagram, She Fearless Boutique, Instagram, things like that. You're going to get more from my family, things that we've been working on, and, and just spread some some light on the things that we've been doing and how we can help others. Um, thank you for tuning in. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.